Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Thunderdome Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 22nd. Once again, I am your host, Troy Chang. Well, week two is in the books, and it was a strange week. Most of the matchups went well under their pregame projections. It was a painful outcome for many teams, but not as painful as a loss endured by the people's champion, Rum Shakers. Yes, Rum Shakers was put on tilt as they had to suffer the cruelest of losses to coup in the game. We just wish Peter wasn't such a liar. Not coup, not coup at all. So coming out of uh, week two, uh, we bring in now, of course, our uh, co-host, uh, Commissioner Ron Lim. How you been this week, Ron? I'm doing all right, Troy. Glad right. to be here again. So, uh, of course, before we get into the uh, uh, last week's matchups, let's take a look at some of the news uh, that can uh, impact this week's matchups. Uh, some news to highlight. Antonio Brown from Tampa Bay Buccaneers is testing positive for COVID-19. Um, it's hard to say whether he's going to be able to get two negative tests in time for this weekend's game. How do you feel that can impact the rest of the uh, Buccaneer players? Um, you, well, you got to move up. Obviously, the obvious ones are Godwin, Evans, and Gronk. You got to move them up a little bit in your rankings, you know, without Antonio there, you know. They're gonna they're gonna eat up his target, so you got to move up those guys a little bit. All right. So anyone with a Tampa Bay offensive player uh, looking pretty happy for that outcome and looking for a little bit increased output. Uh, out of Miami, Tua is uh, turns out he has some fractured ribs. He is out for week three. Um, how how does that affect Miami's prospects? Uh. To be honest, their offense wasn't really doing anything anyways with Tua. I don't really think it's going to affect them that much. And with Brissett being the backup, you know, I I just don't see I don't I just don't see it hurting them that much. All right. So, uh, you know, Waddle was doing okay. I think week one, uh, he didn't do much week two, but that could have been after Tua got knocked out. Yeah, that's true. Um, he was one of my sleeper picks this year. So, I mean, obviously he he's taken a lot more reps at Tua, so he's more familiar with him. So, yeah, I mean, I could see how Brissett coming in might hurt Waddle a little bit. All right. And uh, Josh Jacobs still dealing with ankle and toe injuries. Doesn't look like he's going to be able to be available for week three. He's looking highly unlikely. Um and uh, so does that uh, – how do you feel about Kenyon Drake this weekend? Yeah, I mean, this is a great opportunity for Drake to really show what he can do in that offense. And I don't know, Jacobs has a pretty extensive injury history. So if you have Kenyon Drake, you're feeling pretty good about having him on your team because – I think this is not the last injury that Jacobs is going to go through this season. All right. So that means 
TLA. TLA should be having Kenyon Drake in his starting lineup as he did pick up Kenyon Drake. Uh, so a big bump up for TLA, hoping for big output from Kenyon Drake. And they're going against Miami. So you do expect uh, a lot of points to be able to be scored by those uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Um, the only thing is like TLA has made some crazy moves in the past. So I don't know. I don't know who else is on his team. Maybe he might have a better option that he thinks, and you never know. He might not use Kenyon Drake. I don't know. He is uh, – sometimes you don't know what playbook TLA is calling. Uh, it, that is true. So, uh, you know, we it, the, the smart play seems to put Kenyon Drake in, but, uh, you know, he may call it audible there right at the end. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know what that guy's going to do. So it's is he overthinking it or not thinking enough? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. So let's take a look at last week's matchups. When we take a look at the first matchup, we have a Squishy uh, coming back to life. Um, he was able to massage his roster, and he came out with a a uh, respectable one thirty one forty six. Uh, win over Stinky Boys, uh, 121.4, dropping Stinky Boys to 0-2. Yeah, you know, um, it's it was a good win by Squishy. And to be honest, you know, with what happened because he auto-drafted and he he auto-drafted uh, the uh, Baltimore running back, who was the starter in the beginning? I forget. Uh, not, not Gus Edwards, uh, J.K. Uh, yeah. And now that I'm looking at Squishy's roster, he's did he's done a pretty good job revamping, and he has a pretty decent starting lineup. I, you know, if Saquon you know starts getting it going, you know his team's pretty good. Yeah, he's uh he definitely does need to just wait on Saquon. If Saquon um can get a little help from his offensive line, um he's got you know a stud quarterback, stud wide receiver, solid tight ends. He is pretty solid the way through. So, you know, yeah. um, again, Squishy uh, showing that he is a prolific, pro, uh, proficient, I say, uh, auto-drafter. Yeah, and, and very it's very promising that Julio Jones rebounded the way he did. He, he looked like the Julio of old this last Sunday. He got cheated out of a touchdown, to tell you the truth. Right. So, uh, so uh, again, Squishy may be com- climbing up that ladder there pretty soon. And uh, Stinky Boy is on the other side, you know. Well, you know, he's looks like he depends on Javante Williams out of Denver to give him some starting points at his RB2. Um, you know, didn't really get much out of him there. And uh, let's see here. And he's struggling at tight end with Njoku. Uh, with only three point eight, you know, it's it was a, you know, it was it was an okay output for considering the week that was for most teams, but you know, not quite enough as it went up against Squishy. Yeah, look, looking at Stanky Boy's team, I mean, I think he has a pretty decent roster. The problem is, to be honest, is James Robinson, and it's not James Robinson's fault. I think he's talented. It's just. Urban Meyer and Jacksonville, they don't know what they're doing right now. They're not using him right. Well, yeah, you did, but you did definitely had to keep that into account when you drafted someone like him. Yeah, I agree. 
Well, in our next matchup, uh, 58 moved to 2 0 with a 119 62 victory versus TLA, only able to muster 111.10. This is one of those ugly matchups of the week where, again, someone had to come out a winner, and it was 58's game to win. Yeah, um, you know what? But that's how fantasy football goes. Sometimes it's a long season. Sometimes you just got to win ugly. You just got to survive and move on. And, uh, you know, looking at TLA going forward, um, you know, he's going to – his I guess his patience with Najee, you know, sort of sort of uh, paid out this week. He was able to get 19.10 points for him. Uh, Kyla Murray went off, uh, but he was not able to parlay that into a victory this week. Yeah, unfortunately, um, it, w- it, was, it was promising that Najee played a lot better this week than he did week one, but – I don't know. That Steelers passing offense is pretty brutal right now, and that's going to make it just tougher on Najee unless they start stepping up or they're just going to stack the box against him. Yeah. Well, and when you look at TLA's roster, you know, he's got Kyler Murray, probably the number one fantasy QB right now. Tyreek Hill only gave him 5.9 points, so you would certainly expect that to improve. He's got a Tampa Bay wide receiver, Godwin, and we talked about earlier with. Uh, AB being out should be able to score pretty well this week. And again, uh, the aforementioned Kenyard Drake, you know, now that Kenyard Drake should be the main running back coming against uh, Miami, he should, uh, you know, he should expect a victory this week. He should expect the highest output of scoring. So uh, he probably should feel pretty comfortable going to week three. Yeah, I would agree. You know, Tyreek Hill getting. 5.9 points, you know, that's just a blip in the radar. The way the way that Baltimore played defense against Kansas City is they just completely surrounded Tyreek with players. So Mahomes just had to look at, at the other options. It's not because Tyreek didn't play well. It's just he there's just no way he could be open. Yeah. So with him going, uh, you know, so it would definitely be, uh, uh, you know, pretty embarrassing if he couldn't win with that kind of a uh, talented lineup and great matchups this week. Yeah. I, he has a good team. Yeah. Hopefully he won't get embarrassed. <laughs> so looking at the next matchup we have here, uh, let's see. It was variant taking a beating from the a team. Um, you know, John gave him a beat down uh, again, the, the uh, family matchup there, Varian only able to muster up at 96.32 points versus 18's 126.54. Uh, Variant dropping down to 0-2. Yeah, it was, it was just a tough week for him injury-wise. Um, Jarvis Landry got knocked out, and now he looks like he's going to be out for about three weeks. And Alvin Kamara only getting seven points is... Pretty brutal. Um, can't put it all in Kamara. Jameis Winston was just atrocious in that game. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Kamara's prospects going forward? Do you think Varian needs to uh, keep depending on Kamara, or do you think he needs to move him? Uh, no. I think you got to just keep sending your studs out. Kamara is a stud still. You know, it's one bad game. I expect him to bounce back. I expect New Orleans to figure it out. 
DeAndre Swift, I I gotta say, is a little bit curious in the sense of, you know, when I watch him, it seems like he's doing a lot, and he looks he looks good out there. He looks explosive, and I feel like he's getting the ball. But then you look up at the box score, and he only scored eleven point eight points. Yeah, the Detroit running backs are curious to me. It's I mean, just by watching the game, DeAndre Swift by far is the more explosive back versus Jamal Williams. And I agree with you. It looks like he's doing a lot during the games, but um, apparently it's just not equating into points. But I feel like he's making plays, getting the ball a lot, but it's just not turning to points. He's not getting touchdowns. Um, He needs to get more touches, you know? And then, uh, you know, when you talk about Jamal Williams, that, that brings me to A-teams. Uh, of course, he did have a, a pretty solid outing, uh, and he uh, stuck Jamal Williams into his running back spot. Um, that's actually where, you know, where he had his weakest output of the week uh, with only gain 6.7. Now, I bring that up because I this almost – flew under my radar certainly uh you know a team and pigs made the first trade of the season mm-hmm. and a team sending over kyle pitts over to pigs in return for uh jamal williams now i don't know if this was the uh grand plan that a team had when he drafted the two tight ends that he was going to parlay it into a running back in a committee um, but I think Pigs definitely came out uh, on the plus side of that trade. You know, he gets a tight end, uh, a very usable tight end. Um, so that was definitely a spot of weakness. It really evens out Pigs' team. And in return, all he had to give up was a kind of average running back in a running back committee. Uh, so uh, how do you grade that trade? Yeah, um, you know, as the commish, when that trade came across my desk, I found it a little curious. Um, I mean, I can see that A-Team still has Mark Andrews as his tight end, so he basically had two, two I'll say top eight guys. Pitts is up there. I'll, I'll call him a top eight tight end. So I felt like um, I felt like uh, A-Team could have parlayed Pitts into a little bit more than – Jamal Williams, but I think a product of, the, of that was, uh, I think, a little overreaching based on Jamal Williams' week one performance, which was really an anomaly. Right. So, all right. That definitely uh, seems, like we said, we seem to be in agreement that 58 came out uh, on the better end of that trade. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. For sure. So, going to the next matchup, uh, this was the one. One real shootout of the week. Number one man, Wolfpack at one forty four point oh two, a you know a great score for the week. Would have been able to beat anyone else except for Victorious. The Victorious scored the one sixty three eighty four, the highest score of the week. Uh, and so, number one man, Wolfpack has to be a little bit disheartened that he put up a a great score, uh, but he still has to take the L in this one. Yeah, but I'm guessing a lot of fantasy managers lost going up against the <clears throat> the buzzsaw known as Derrick Henry this past week. 
Yep, Derrick Henry definitely came alive, uh, scoring 47.7 points, you know, so that really, really set the table for him. Um, you know, this week he does have to deal with uh, going forward A, B, but going on that COVID list. But he's he does have wide receivers to, to uh, I think, step up and replace that type of production. And in fact, this week, A, B only gave him 2.7. So uh, number one, man, Wolfpack, I, I guess they could feel good in the sense that it was a loss, but, you know, they're still scoring consistent scores uh so far in each week and uh, a lot of weeks that 14402 is is going to do the trick uh, just not this week number man wolfpack number one man wolfpack has McCaffrey on his team he's going to be just fine yep when you have cmc there you're you're uh, going to be there all the way up to the end so um you know a loss but i don't think he has to feel too bad but certainly Victorious uh, has to feel really good about Derrick Henry coming alive, the the big yeah. monster. I mean, he's huge, a Mack truck. Huge bounce back from week one. Huge. Um, so the next matchup, well, it was your matchup there. Uh, you went up against uh, Zuki Zillas. And, um, uh, hey, why are we skipping uh, your matchup versus Quinn the game? Well, I mean, I haven't just reached to that yet that's all i'm just saying okay okay two man enter one man leave uh goes to two and oh takes down the uh number one power rank team 119.8 to 114.68 you took down uh really uh the powerhouse zuki zillas i'm not gonna lie i think i just got lucky this week it was just an off week by zuki zillas this was a very very ugly win i'll take it but it was a very ugly win, but like I said, sometimes you just got to win ugly. Well, you know, I think you're being a bit modest there. Uh, your team, I think, is, again, um, really slated to be there, one of the favorites to be in the championship. Cooper Cup is showing a lot of uh, a lot of chemistry with his new quarterback, Stafford. Yeah, he's looking great, but, you know, I don't expect a 36-point performance from him every week but what i really need is i need kittle to get going yeah you know kittle uh he should turn around but uh you know let's hope he doesn't do too much you know again if Kittle gets going too much there then then you sufferable with that team so it's all right yeah. if kittle can only score and, I, five and I just want to add one more thing mm-hmm. my kicker got a donut and when you get a donut on my team, you get cut, and he has been cut. Mm-hmm. Well, again, makes that win even more impressive when you basically played with a kicker and you still came out with a victory, um, pouring a little bit of salt into the wounds of Zuki Zillas. Oh, no, I'm not saying that at all. Like I said, Zuki Zillas has a stacked team. He just had an off week. That was it. Mm. He'll be there. He'll be there in the end. All right. Okay, and then the uh, last matchup of the week, uh, of course, was Ku and the Gang's uh, victory. Um, Held on, barely held on by his fingertips uh, with possibly the the tightest uh, margin of victory possibly ever, 126.86 to 126.64. 
Yeah, this is a this was a brutal loss, but you know, sometimes this happens in fantasy football. It's happened to all of us. You know, this this won't be the last time. So I want to hang your head low. You'll bounce back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it was a great entertainment for the rest of the league. I'm sure everyone uh, enjoyed that the uh, loss by the uh, people's champion, Rum Shakers. Uh, but, uh, you know, laugh it up, fuzzballs. Laugh it up, fuzzballs. Uh, we shall see, uh, you know, uh, what happens here in the end. Uh, I have to admit, uh, it is rough. I am down 0-2. Uh, doesn't look like I, I'm going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, this team that I have put together is stalling. Uh, can't get out of the blocks, and uh, it might be a rough year. But uh, you know, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, it's still a long season, and I'll uh, try to do what I can to, you know dig myself out of this hole that I put myself in. There's still plenty of football left. It's just the beginning. All right. So, uh, you know, after that recap, of course, uh, it's now time to bring in the top scorer uh, victorious. And uh, with that, we're happy to bring in uh, victorious Victor Chain, the top scorer of the week. Victorious. Uh, uh. <laughs> Hello, everybody, fantasy football world. Victorious in a celebratory uh, mood. Feeling good after week two. I know it's early, but it still feels good to be on top. And he is at top of the standings at 2-0 and the top point getter of the season so far. Uh, So, uh, I believe, uh, Ron, this is what we were looking for, the top score of the week. Or is this what you meant? Or were you looking for the biggest blowout of the week, Ron? Uh, You know what? Both. I think right. the <laughs> top score, the top score should come on every week. <laughs> All right, so hey, if I get that, the top score, I'll be there. Don't worry. Victorious uh, <laughs> took down uh, number one Matt Wolfpack, and it felt even better because number one Matt Man Wolfpack had the second highest score of the week, but it was no good. Did not play here, son. When Victorious scored 163.84. That is correct. <laughs> Victorious so VIC in the house. <laughs> is it, does it feel better <laughs> to have the top score and beat the second top score of the week? Or would you have preferred, do you like having the top score and just beating down, say, the, a much lower score of the week? Uh, you know, it just feels good having the top score. Period. Uh, it just—it's a, a nice ring to it. So I know, uh, you know, every week's different, but I'll take what I can get. You know, Ron. When we look at it, he did have the top score of the week, but when we look at the biggest blowout of the week, you know, that uh, goes to the AT because, uh, well, the one who was blown out was Variant 
only scoring a again the paltry 96-32. He took the biggest beating of the week, though. Uh, I don't know. Should we should we have had the the uh, biggest loser uh, on every week also? No, I don't think you sh- I don't think we should rub salt into the room. You know, they they get a week to, you know, just be sad over a loss like that, and you know, just come back next week, try to be better. Yeah, you know, so I would say, you know, during the week, you know, it, it feels good to have a a nice easy victory, like victorious, where he doesn't really have to sweat it out, and you get smooth sailing. Was it a pretty stress, stress-free stress weekend for you, Victorious? You know, actually, when I first – one-man Wolfpack actually had a good Thursday. I, I forgot who uh, – he had uh, – let's see. Uh, who was it? McLaurin. McLaurin, yeah. So he had a great start on a Thursday, so I was definitely sweating. But come Sunday, my boys uh, came back, so it was a nice victory for me. Um so yeah, I, I had a very good Sunday night. I yeah, had, you by Mondays, yeah. You got eighty six points just between Brady and Derrick Henry. Insane. Yeah, thank God for Derrick Henry finally coming through. He started like with negative one, and then he just came back with a roar. Brady's been Brady. Thank you. You know, I was uh, last year I had Brady, and I regretted it, but it thankfully seems like. Pretty much, he's got the system under his wing. He's pretty much, uh, Arians is sort of just out of the way, and Brady's being Brady again, so he's off to a great start. Yeah, my my only my only disappointment in your lineup decision was not playing Michael Pitton Jr. from USC ah, yeah. over I, I, Antonio Brown, who now has COVID-19. Yes, I... Hello. <laughs> so technical difficulties. We're having a hard time hearing uh, Victorious. Uh, really? Was... Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why like, logged it. Look, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Ron. Uh, when I saw Michael Pittman going for twenty points, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have doubted the uh, former SC uh, receiver, but. This week, I definitely switched it back, but I'm uh, ho- hopefully uh, he'll still have some chemistry after Carson Wentz went down. So with, I trust him. With Gomer Helton out of the picture now, we got to start riding all SC all That's the true. way. That's Ride true. that SC wave, baby. Fight on! Well, you know, so that's kind of, uh, I guess that kind of relates to my situation in the sense of. Uh, I, I had to take a brutal loss this week. Uh, against uh, Peter and his coup in the gang. But uh, I had kind of to Peter, just, I just wish he wasn't such a liar. And, uh, you know, what I'm, what I'm referring to is, so we're here on Sunday and I'm actually with Peter. Uh, We come out, we're actually going to church here. We come out of service and, you know, first thing, you know, Peter brings up is, uh, hey, hey, we're only like five points apart. And I'm like, really? Because I thought my, before going to service, I, I thought my team was doing terrible. And so I, I pull up the app, take a look at the score. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like projected, he's like got like a 20-point lead on me. My team's only projected to score 105. And he's like, oh, you know, well, you know, I thought it was. But I'm like, okay, well, thanks for lying to me. But so we go along the day. 
and we're eating lunch or we're watching the game. And then, uh, you know, I on one of the screens, I see Jamar Chase score a touchdown. And uh, at the time, I didn't I hadn't realized what what Peter's full lineup was. And I was like, oh, hey, Jamar Chase scoring a touchdown. That guy looks like he's uh, looks like he's coming through uh, another week. And then he just kind of like, you know, slow played it. It is like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Too. You know, you got to, you know, just hiding the fact that actually, you know, that he has Jamar Chase he, and that that's more points for him. And then uh, again, just throughout the, throughout the throughout the day, he's like, oh, man, you're pretty close. You're like five points away. And every time I look, I'm like 20 points down. So <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. And all I said was, uh, you know, Again, I wish you wouldn't be such a liar. And I'm like, here we are on a Sunday, the day of the Lord. It doesn't seem like a day <laughs> you should be lying so much. And then, of course, it culminates on Monday with the final victory. And, you know, honestly, I was uh, delayed uh, on the game. I was I was very <laughs> delayed. So I actually didn't know what was going on because I, I wasn't looking at text or anything like that because I didn't want to know the score. But after seeing the final uh, demise there at the end, uh, I looked at, I see a text from Peter and, you know, of course it's the text of, oh, wow, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't even watching the game. Uh, <laughs> you know, can't believe that happened. I only know because everyone was cacaoing. Like, ouch. Yeah. Okay, liar. Lying, lying right to the end of the text. Like, just wish you weren't such a liar is all I'm saying. Well, you can't I, I put any blame on. At least you can't put any blame on Aaron Jones. He did everything he could to try to pull it out for you. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. True. They just had to pull him out, like with just let him go for some record or something. Yeah, he had he had enough uh, energy in his legs. He could have gone for another couple of carries, or God forbid, they can't find Hawkinson. Uh, Victorious here knows that Derek Carr has. All eyes on Waller. It's just going to force feed Waller. You couldn't just force feed Hawkinson one more pass. <laughs> that is true. On, on the thought of Waller, you know, I, he hasn't had that many great points. And, you know, the variant was making fun of me. But, you know, I feel good about him because the first game he had 18 targets. I think at one point. Well, you're about to make like six <laughs> plays. Your car went to Waller. So, you know what? Even though his fantasy points aren't great, I, I, I have I have trusted him. But on the on the, the subject of Peter, the only thing I'll say about Peter is you can you can never trust the quiet ones. You know, they're the most mm-hmm. sneakiest ones. So you know, just be a lesson. Don't you can't trust Peter. Yeah, he yeah. told me. He even told me. I was asking about uh, his fantasy fees. And he told me he didn't have PayPal or Venmo. Who in this world doesn't have PayPal or Venmo? Ridiculous. <laughs> Well, now to bring this all back uh, to the original point of uh, the Trojans there, and you know, even though as bad as that loss uh, was, the funny thing was, and 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 tell me if you guys could relate. Even though I took that bad fantasy loss, the weekend as a whole, the way that Gomer is gone and. Finally, you have a game that uh, was exciting. Uh, USC is fun to watch. 
And to tell you the truth, I'm still on cloud nine, and I was feeling okay. I was, I really wasn't that bothered by that loss because I'm feeling so good that Helton is fired. Rod, you want to go first? <laughs> I am just glad and happy that I can finally start watching SC football again. It's been two years where I don't want to watch SC. I don't want to hear about any news. The only news I want to hear is that he's gone and the day finally came and I'm with you. I couldn't be happier. Whatever happens this season, I will always have that. We will always have Gomer gone. It's a little bit different. Uh, It's more relief, but also anger because you guys know the day you got hired, I was I, I wasn't too happy about that. So for me, it's not been like a three, four year deal. It's been like a seven year deal. I, I, I just never liked it from the start. I know I know it's a new beginning, so I'm glad, I'm relieved. However, I, I'm a little bit wary of who they're gonna hire, but hey, I'll take the I'll take the good uh it's finally finally here. So, you know, I, I won't be a negative guy too much to new beginnings, guys. That's right. And like I said, can't can't. It's hard to rate on my parade right now, even with those losses, because uh, man, it is a brighter day. Everything is brighter. The sun is shining a little bit nicer. The colors are a little more vibrant. Smells are a little bit better. The drinks are a little bit more refreshing. The food tastes a little bit better when Helton is gone. Yeah, at least now I can watch the game. Before I refused to watch the game. Now I can root for them and all that stuff. So, thank God. So now we take a look ahead at week three. Uh, well, Victorious, you have the variant. You got Joe there. Joe's uh, definitely gonna be. Um, he's gonna be in rare form. He uh, with that ninety six thirty point three two that he was able to only score last week. He got the beat down from John. He's gonna be uh, really. Really trying to get a win here. Uh, he's gonna not. He's gonna be at his his angry self this week. <laughs> Didn't Victor already play Joe this this year? Uh, in the different league. Oh, but okay. Yeah, Joe. I feel like, like you guys uh, play each other every week. <laughs> yeah, I, I got him twice in the, uh, this in two leagues this week. But you know, Joe, he's like a little angry pit bull. You back him to the corner, and he's the most dangerous at that. You know that point. So I am a little bit you know worried about him, but. Uh, I do. I, I, I'm glad I got him this weekend. You know what? I think Waller's going to go crazy on him this weekend. He's due for a big game. And so, you know, with with that, I would say power rankings right now. You know, you are number one, but right now, you know, two men enter, one man leap is right behind you. Uh, I would say probably Zuki Zillas, even though he's down at number four, I would still rank him at, at number three. Three in the power rankings. Uh, Pigs with his trade, I would put him at number four. At, at number five, I had number one man, Wolfpack. So a little bit of change in the power five there. Uh, and so if you're able to keep that victory going this week, uh, that streak, you will, you know, have a little bit more of a stronghold on that uh, number one power ranking. Yeah, but, you know, this happened like last year. I was uh, number one for a couple of weeks, but then Ron was just 
casually driving in my rearview mirror, just waiting to, you know, overtake me. So I'm going to, you know, be happy about this, but I know Ron is just biding his time before he takes the number one spot. And he is there again right now. He is uh, right behind you. And, well, he'll be, in order to uh, keep pace or take over, he's going to have to take down the uh, the liar himself, Koo in the gang. How do you feel about <laughs> your matchup with the liar? Yeah, you know what? Um, on paper, it's it's going to be it's going to be a tough matchup. I'm not sure who's going to come out on top, but uh, hopefully it'll be me, and hopefully I can beat him by point two two points. Ron, the that truth shall set you free. <laughs> and uh, so, Pigs himself, fifty eight, is going to be going up against the A team right now. It's a the projected score is pretty close, uh, 138-64. We'll see if the A-team decides to make any moves to his starting lineup. Uh, he is going to put Cordero Patterson in at running back instead of Jamal Williams this week. Hmm. Uh, and uh, Interesting. So he's not going to use the trade uh, player that he was able to get from Pigs for giving him Kyle Pitts. So, uh, again, this kind of reinforces that Pigs kind of won this trade. But it, Or is it curious that he would make this trade and give 58 pits while not even using the player he got back from him? That's why it's 58. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't call him 58 for nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, like we discussed earlier, Troy, you know, Jamal Williams, it's kind of for a team. It seems like, what have you done for me lately? And since he didn't play well last week, he goes straight to the bench. Yeah, well, 58 definitely earned that title. So no one could take that away from him. At least uh, we hope nobody will be taking that away from him anytime soon. Yeah, I, some records aren't meant to be broken, and I, that, that record is not meant to be broken. That's going to be enshrined in the uh, Hall of Thunderdome fame. Yeah, you know, we need to make a we need to make a we need to make a chain for him. 58 chain. <laughs> Definitely. Or either that we could give him a jersey with that number. So or like a scarlet oh, of yeah. shame. Yeah, number 58. Yeah. I'm printing yeah, it yeah, off yeah. his chest. <laughs> All right, uh, our other matchup uh pits 0-2 Stanky Boys against Zuki Zillas. Zuki Zillas still, you know, even though one and one, but he's still got a strong team. Um, it's looking that it, it might be a easy victory for Zillas here. I expect a big bounce back from Zillas this week. I think his team is going to come back with a vengeance this week. Has great matchups, too. Uh, he's playing uh, it's Stanky? Stanky yeah. boys, yeah. yeah. Or, or Luke. Is it Luke or Stanky? I don't know. Well, either way, that's a that's an easy win. Next, next, next matchup. <laughs> Not much to say. It's it's stinky. It's a done deal. So we have here. Let's see the other one. We do oh, squishy and TLA. Uh, this will be good. They'll have to face each other. Uh, they'll be able to. Um, let's see. They both are one and one. So one's gonna move to two and one, and um, you know. These two will have to will be able to see each other in person and be able to have a little bit of bragging rights. Here. So, 
someone goes down a basement, they will lose someone. There. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to get my charger. I'm like, I'm, I'm in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on ten percent battery. Yeah, I'm, so, this matchup on paper to me, it it looks very even. It's going to be. Um, it, I think this is going to be a tight one between TLA and Squishy this week. And it's going to be, uh, you know, either way, I feel like, you know, either way, whether Squishy wins or loses, it's going to, either way, it's going to get under TLA somehow because Squishy's going to seem like uh, he's going to just be nonchalant about it. If he wins, it's almost like, uh, of course, he'll be like, ah, I didn't even have to try, and I beat TLA. If he yeah. loses, he'll be like, ah, I wasn't even trying. And TLA yeah. can't get the full satisfaction of the win. Yeah, I don't know why Squishy loves doing the, oh, not like, oh, I don't really care. I don't really care. But inside, he really cares. There's a fire burning inside. Uh, he was definitely the most compass guy I've ever seen that should have won the championship and then just lost it. Uh, he definitely is, uh, at least on the outside, emotionless. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry, Vic. I bet last season, I'm pretty sure after that championship loss, he, he was breaking things. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last matchup, well, uh, again, uh, I'm looking like I'm staring at 0-3 here as the, I'm going up against number one man, Wolfpack, and he's got a sizable pregame prediction here. And, of course, he has Christian McCaffrey. So it doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, All I can pray for is please, Sam Darnold, do some kind of magic, take me back, and pull me out somehow, some way, the way that you were able to bring USC to victory some way. Oh, yeah. On the note of Sam Darnold, DJ Moore's numbers have gone up. So. That's saying something about Darnold, you know. He finally has some weapons. Look what he does when he has some normal weapons and a normal coach. It's called Escape from the Jets. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were uh, calling him a bust, saying he, you know, he was no good. But how can you evaluate the guy when he's, again, playing with no offensive line, no help offensively, like no weapons whatsoever? And to top it off, I don't know. It might be the one coach who might be worse than Helton, Adam Gase. He's certainly the Helton equivalent in the NFL, Adam Gase. Yeah. Talk about a raw deal. You get Helton, and then you go to the NFL, and you get Gase. Yeah, that's like the worst way to be developed as a quarterback. I mean, he overcame it at USC because at least he had some weapons around him. But now, again, it's like the same type of coach. Now, with no offensive weapons and everyone else having the more talent, he had no chance in in New York. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. He, he's he going to show what walking. he can really do now. The moment he got drafted to the Jets, dead man walking. <sighs> yeah. Yep. It's where USC quarterbacks go to die. Yep. But he has new life. He has new life <laughs> just as we have new life. Us new life all around this weekend. <laughs> Bite on. 
Hey, at least Troy, at least you know whatever McCaffrey gets in terms of touchdowns, you're getting it too. <laughs> as long as long as he as long as he's just throwing him screens, don't hand it off. Like throw some screens. <laughs> throw those little throw those little tap front passes that, that count as a pass. Uh, all day to that. You know, at least do that. But <laughs> like you said, thank God, thank God there's new life. There's new life for Darrell, there's new life for us, new life for the USC Trojans. Like we said. Fight on this week. It was great having you guys on here. Uh, it's going to looking forward to a another great weekend of football. All right. Good All talking right. to you guys. We'll Victoria's VIC. Everybody, congratulations. Go get, <laughs> go get something good to you guys. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> <laughs>